everybody. This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, we brought you guys a former guest, Raul Pacheco. And uh, as always, it's a huge pleasure, man. He was our, uh, like, probably one of our first, like, popular guests that we've ever had, man. It, the fact that he came on the first time was just fucking crazy in itself because uh, we had just started, dude. And I'm, I'm a nobody, so I can't, I can't believe he even said yes. But his stories are always so cool. And, uh, man, we're talking about the lead guitarist for the band, Oso Motley. So he's, he's, he's done it all, man. And it's always a damn honor, dude. What do you got to say, JB? Yep, musical genius. And honestly, like... Anyone who comes on the podcast and talks to Danny for like 30 minutes to an hour is crazy. Here we go. But like, do it twice, I salute you, sir. Thank you for your service. Thank you, John. Nice words. Without further ado, I bring to you the lead guitarist for Oso Motley, Raul Pacheco. I'm in a Sequan Casino. It's like in El Cajon. Where's that at? It's like East San Diego County. It's like uh, Northeast. It's like away from the beach. In oh, like, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back, Rose. It's good to have yeah, you back, man. Right on. How's it going? Same old shit. You know me. Just slapping hoes, cashing checks. You know how it is. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. Whatever makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Uncle Miley in the background, too, so that, you know, gets him in the mood and all that good stuff. Yeah. You know how it goes, man. No, but everything's good. Uh, life's all right. My sister's having her first baby on yeah yeah i'm gonna be at theo so i'm stoked so life's pretty good what about you how are your kids and everything they're good my kids are young adults you know one's in boston one lives in la they got their jobs and they seem to be doing well so they're cool hell yeah good to hear well last last time we had you on the podcast was like 2000 2019 it's been a while it's been some time you were like our first popular guest which was cool oh cool man right on yeah, I got a lot of street credit after that. So, awesome. yeah. hell yeah. So, uh, tell me uh, how it's been now that we're over. Well, COVID's still happening, but now that we're kind of crossing that boundary and now you're back into playing music live again, man, tell me how it's been. In terms of work, it's cool. You know, it's like it's on and off. It, it's been a little bit weird because usually we have our things planned out for a while in advance, but because everything shut down, when things opened up, we started getting last minute. So we've been kind of jumping on that just to start working again. Uh, and then a few things have been canceled. It's mainly like outdoor stuff that, that people are keep, you know, keeping open and keeping scheduled, which is fine. You know, we'll take it where we get it. We have a new record. Uh, we, we started a record right before the pandemic and then we didn't finish it. So once that started happening, we kind of had to wait a while to see what was going to go down. We finished that, so little by little, some of those songs will start coming out. There's one that just came out that was with uh, Be Real and from, uh, from Cypress Hill and swimming uh, Gavin Williams, great singer. Um, that's being played out there a little bit. So little by little, we're just putting stuff out. And, and we all do other stuff, too. You know, I have a project, that, like a solo project, that I have to perform uh, in the middle of the month in New Mexico. Uh, I have a small film, a large film that I have to finish music for, so... That's what's going down. Hell yeah! You know, I heard that. I heard that tune with uh, with Be Real and Gabriel. It was a uh, Me Destino. It, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good shit, man. I really liked it because uh, I just saw Be Real with a uh, a good friend. A good friend of mine is a uh, Gil Carrillo. And, oh yeah. Yeah, and now he's like co-hosting with George Lopez and all this crazy shit. Cool. And um, they just had Be Real on the podcast, so that was cool. And I saw the latest news with that man. How did that come to fruition, man? I know like you have like your own little Be Real and, and also Milo. You guys have a lot of rapping in there too, but. Yeah. How'd you guys connect? 
Ulysses lives in Bell, and I think B. Real grew up in Bell or like Kudai or Southgate or that, that part of like kind of like Southeast uh, LA County area. And um, he just called him up. You know, we know we've known of each other for years, and, and and I'm sure we've been at the same events every once in a while. But Ulysses called him up, and he was like, "Sure." So that's it. Hell yeah! <laughs> it was cool. That's and, the shit. Uh, and that was it. Yeah, it was pretty easy. <laughs> my, my buddy told me he went to uh, that you guys played with uh, Los Lobos recently. Yeah, that was at the Greek. It was uh, last weekend. It was a lot of fun. There was a couple like uh, young East LA bands that have like a old school style, like an old kind of like old East LA soul style that they played. That was fun. I think the Sinceres, the Lakesiders, and different singers. And uh, we played the Mavericks. It's a really good band that's. They're like a country band, but they're a little bit more rocking than a, than a country band. And they're like a mix of Latino, too, because I think the two main guys are from like Miami. A lot of the musicians are from Austin. So they're like an interesting mix, but really, really good musicians. And then Los Lobos play, which is always a lot of fun. So Hell yeah. I, I've been trying to get, a, what's the name, uh, Dave on the podcast. Yeah. I think he's uh, out by you, right? I'm sorry? I think he lives out by you. I think so, yeah. I think he yeah. grew up, I think he grew up, uh, I grew up in Whittier. I think he's from there. His uh his kids drummer for uh social distortion social distortion that's yeah. right I guess yeah. he knows one of my buddies so I was like yeah let's hit him up let's see if he wants to talk some talk some music man but actually text Dave he wants to we were just sitting back there and that guy's like has a that guy's an incredible musician and he has a real deep understanding of instruments and and music and so every time I get to talk to him it's like I'm super stoked and we were hanging out back there so. Oh yeah, he everything. He was talking about Beyonce, <laughs> and how good she was, and like this one song, and I was like, "That's dope." Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. What a legend, man. That's yeah, great. Do you think you're like that with music too, like a uh, understanding of it? Because I play, I've been playing guitar since I was like nine. I still don't understand the guitar at all, but I can hear it and play it. Like, I can no matter what. So uh, do you like? Like a John Mayer type where you know, like, oh, yeah, it's B7 major. Well, those guys practice a lot. I'm not that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I focus on, like, writing songs. And I think, I think how I learn stuff on guitar is by learning songs. Like, I'll learn how to play something from learning a song, and, which, which is what a lot of people do. You know, you play the song exactly, and then you kind of, like, you learn something in there. And so I think that I encourage that if you want to learn things, that's always a an easy way to do it because if it's a song you like it doesn't seem like work it doesn't seem like you're practicing you know it just seems like you're having fun and uh before you know then you can play something you never played and your fingers and your dexterity you might learn the chords like that kind of stuff goes on i think uh guys like john mayer and like baby uh, yeah, those guys are special they're like they're very high level of musicians and I'm nowhere near that. I have enough confidence to like get on stage with them and like throw down, but I'm not, I'm nowhere near that stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause it doesn't like, stop me from showing up for sure. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I was going to say, that's what's crazy is like, if I've been your show, in fact, the last show I went to was the one in Santa Clarita. That's where okay. very nice of you, by the way. To remember, yeah. Back, yeah. To take me backstage and meet all the band. That was cool, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but damn, if you're just a guy in the, in the, audience watching you play you would never think like that guy thinks i'm not good compared to john mayer because you're fucking up there killing it dude john i mean you know if you hear john mayer is definitely on another level 
it's so crazy. It's just cool, you know. You you sit and listen, listen to him, and you can learn things. So that's what I do. I just listen, and if I learn one little thing, I'm like, all right, cool. That's one little thing I can pull out. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I'm that asshole too, where I'll learn it and I'll tell everyone else that I made that up. I'm like, yeah, just just common knowledge. What are you talking about? I won't act like I got it from John Mayer and shit. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part about um about music is that if you're really good at it, it doesn't mean you're good at teaching it. It doesn't mean you're even good at understanding it either. It could mean it doesn't mean any of that. I've been told my whole life, like you should do guitar lessons. I'm like, I don't even know what to teach. Yeah. Like, I, that's I learned the first song I learned actually was from Los Lobos. I mean, it's it's a Richie Valen song, but yeah. when, I, when I saw La Bamba as a kid, I was like, I gotta learn you know yeah. how to do that and i gotta learn how to play that song and that was the first song i learned like LeBon- I, I didn't even know it was by Rich- i just thought it was i thought yeah. that version was richie valens version but it's it's the los lobos version yeah it's iconic riff you know yeah and uh yeah that you know it's a chord shape that riff so you look you learn you know how to like walk into chords and stuff like that with stuff like that and that to me that's how i learned things by learning that like even off the top of my head i know what it's doing yeah, you're just shaping this chord every time, and, but but you you learn that after you get good at that, and then you it comes up in another song, the same chord uh, kind of progression, and then you're like, oh wait a minute, and then you say, well, why don't I just flip it, the direction of what I'm playing, or why don't I instead of going up, why don't I go down, and it starts to become something else. Yeah, that's what people do, and that's how they kind of like write new songs or come up with new riffs. It's just learning those things, and then they go, "Well, I can't play that thing exactly, so I'll leave out, and or instead of walking up, I'll walk down, or you know." And it, and all of a sudden, it leads you somewhere else, and it leads you somewhere else melodically, and then you just start kind of going from there. But but it's important to learn other stuff because that's how you really get dexterous and and get your fingers moving and chords and stuff. Hell yeah. Did you think it was easier to, to learn how to songwrite or easier how to handle the studio, like all the production part of it? I think it's all really hard, you know, like it's all it takes a lot of focus. I don't know anybody who it, it just happens. You know, you have to kind of like you have to put in the time, you know, and it, it, it's like anything else. You know, you can be really good at anything. Sometimes it takes people longer than others to be to get really good. For whatever reason, their brain or thinks differently. Their body is has a different kind of strength or agility that it's it, it, you know. Uh, but you can train yourself to do anything. But it really is like you do have to put in an hour a day, two yeah. hours. A day. Oh, if you fuck do that for a week, you'll be surprised what you know. And then it's like a month. Oh wow! Then uh, in the so in the beginning, I was playing guitar like all the time, and that's really. Uh, where I learned a lot, uh, you know, the first couple of years. And now what I try to do is when I'm with people, I just try to learn something from them. Like, 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 uh, um, any, anything that they do, that they do a lot that I don't do. And I'll be like, what's that person doing? And then I'll be like, Oh, that's what they're doing. And then I just try to incorporate it into whatever I'm playing. Yeah. And I think that's super apparent in your guys' music, man, because you guys are very diverse. Like, Mm-hmm. It's when I describe you guys to other people, I usually just start off with like Latin type of music, but like that's that's honestly like not nah, doesn't do it justice, dude, because you guys have all kinds of shit. You guys are a very diverse band. You guys have hip hop stuff, funk, you yeah. guys have a lot of salsa stuff, and then you guys have like modern Mexican music or yeah. Spanish style. Yeah. You know, when you guys are in the in the studio creating all this, is it 
how does it usually go? Is it like, hey, I'm Raul and I got an idea and I think it's going to fucking kill. All right. And it's all run with it. Or is it, how does it go? It's all different. Sometimes it's like that. Like sometimes it's like, hey, I got an idea and everyone likes it. Sometimes we all get together and come up with something that we all get excited about. Sometimes it's a few of us. Sometimes it's with someone else outside the band that you write an idea down and then we bring it in and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's figure that out. I think the process generally that we have that's kind of consistent, however the songs are developed, is is everyone at some point gets on the track. And I think that's that's when it starts to sound like us, regardless of what kind of song it is. You know? And and I think we the fun for us since the beginning is that, well, you're into that, cool, let's play it. You know, like I remember, I never studied salsa music at all. I mean, I was playing electric guitar and like, and I'm like, what do I play on this? You know, like, cause I don't even see guitarists like in bands and there are, it's, you know, electric guitarists and salsa bands, but it's not as common. And so I was trying to figure out what do I do? That's how I learned how to play the press, which is a Cuban guitar that was part of the development of song music, which became salsa music. So it's like having, like being in this band, I get to learn like a, a lot about other kinds of music. And now I play the press all the time, but I play a real like electric Frankenstein version of one that I put through an amp and I distort. And it sounds really, like a lot of the guys don't like it because it's not traditional, but all the guitarists and everyone else I know who's like, doesn't care about tradition, like they love that. They're like, what is it, man? That's yeah. <laughs> So I tell them, look, like, you know, I'm not going to be playing this acoustic guitar because I always break it anyway. It, they break easy when you travel so much. So I'm like, I'm going to make this basic, super funky, like electric one and it'll never break. And it hasn't. So Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And you always get the haters. Hey, why are you doing it there? What's with the questions? What are you a cop? Oh, mind man. your business. All right. <laughs> fuck over here. You know, you always get those people. Is there ever moments of like a, like a, one of my favorite songs uh, in the world, top 10 for sure. Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. That song, yeah. that song was written um, and James Hetfield said like he wrote it in his room like about his, his girlfriend at the time and he was like, I don't even want to fucking play yeah. it for my friends, especially like after all they had, like their sound was a certain sound before they did that. Yeah. And then it was Lars Ulrich who was like, no dude, you got, you got to play that. Let us just jam to it. It might be something. Has there been moments or songs that you guys have had like that where everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. Yeah. I, I think you know, I'll, when I feel that coming, I really try to get something down, record it, sing it into a phone. Like it doesn't matter. Um, cause I will forget. And if I get the bulk of it, then it's like, you know, I'll know right away if it's worth working on. And then, um, I'm one in the band, not everyone always shows this. I'm one in the band who always wants to try different stuff. Cause I think it's easy to, it's easy to go back to sounding how maybe you might, you maybe that might be more familiar. It's easy to do that. I, and I think it's better to, to not be bound to any of that. And if you want to, it's easy to change a song into a certain style, but it's not easy to write a, a good song, like beginning, middle, end. So I'd rather take like a really, like a good song and think, oh, how could we play it? Then be like, oh, this song sounds like a country song. And, you know, we don't really do that. I'd rather be like, well, that's where it feels good. Let's finish it. Let's write it. And then really think like, how do we rethink this if it's a good song? Because you know, if it's a great chorus, if it's a song that everybody wants to sing, if it, you can imagine like it's easy for people to sing along to when you're playing live and 
I'm always like, don't don't throw that away, you know, because we can make it into something cool and unique. Yeah. I I like that. I like that pushing the boundaries approach. It always actually makes me laugh a little bit how fucking dumb people are when they get surprised by their favorite bands trying new styles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're like, man, and they're changing. I'm like, you guys realize you're talking about people that are musicians. Like they've been pushing boundaries their whole lives. Like they chose not to do nine to fives. When their parents said, get a job, they said, fuck off. They, they ran out. They've been traveling in vans across countries. They don't give a fuck about rules. This is what they do. Yeah. And then now you're surprised. You're like, oh, my God, they're, they're not sticking to the rules. You're like, no shit. This is what, you know, this, that's what a musician is. I think, I think music is so personal for people, you know, that they get very attached to. And, it, and it's, it's really emotional for a lot of people. Like, it means like, oh, this is my band. You know, this is like my song. And, and that's great because I think, I think we all need that, you know, because that's going to make them come check us out. And, but at the same time, I do believe it's worth just as an artist, as a musician to learn new things. And I'm the same way. Like there different people in my band feel a different way. Like me, I'm the one who says, I don't give a fuck because we're always going to play those songs at the show that people, we're always going to play Kumia those Murphys. We're always going to play Kumia. We're always going to do that. You know, it's not like we're never going to play that. So if they have to sit through a few minutes of songs that maybe they don't like, whatever. <laughs> like, we'll, get, yeah. we'll get to the one you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's the way I feel. That, like, I, don't, I don't owe people anything except being like my authentic self. And and uh, sometimes people are not that into it, which is okay. It's, it's, either way, it's okay, you know. Yeah, I'm dude, I'm totally with you, man. I think it's I think it's uh funny when everyone has when you go to a concert and you know your piss tracks. We call those piss tracks where you're like, all right, this is the yeah, one I can take a piss. Go get a beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's usually the new songs, you know. <laughs> the ones that are not as popular. Like, fuck, we're trying to promote this record and everyone's going there exactly. ordering drinks and shit. It's a tough, it's a tough nut to crack sometimes, but you gotta go for it. You know? Yeah. It's I think it's certain genres do a really good job. I don't know why, but certain genres do a really good job of keeping songs uh, special for a long time. For some reason, I don't know why it's like mostly hip hop that does this. At least mm. like, I don't know if it's the listeners or like, or what that really causes this issue. But like, as soon as it's old, which is like two, three years, it's not yeah. good anymore. And that's just so infuriating to me because like hip hop is, is hip hop. It's, yeah. it's good forever. So like when I hear some new stuff come out that I don't like, I'm like, I'd rather listen to Tupac. And everyone's like, but that's old. I'm like, but it sounds better. So like, I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't get what that, premises to me like other genres doesn't do that though like with, with rock you're like even Foo Fighters would say we're not as good as ACDC and we don't and they're better than us and they sound better than us but we like our stuff too and it is what it is but like how do you guys have to deal with that like with fans a lot all the time sometimes you know but I, I just pay never mind it's the same thing as like um you know you, you're we're all kind dudes we don't get we don't like you know say you know don't get all in people's face if they take me to be okay. It's just like, all right, whatever, you know. If people go, oh, I only like this if I'm like, that's cool, you know, we're gonna play it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that much to me. Yeah. You know, there are always things that people say, um, which are cool. And speaking of Los Lobos, I remember the first time we played with Los Lobos when we were coming up. And they're one of those bands like if you're coming up from like the east side of LA and they asked you to open up, it's like they kind of, it's like a little christening. It's like, oh yeah. hey, you know, you're good enough to like <laughs> and I remember we when that first happened with us, uh, it was Louie who, you know, I consider a very, very smart artistic man. And uh, 
And he said, you know what? He said, don't believe them when they say you're great and don't believe them when they say you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe them either. Just, you know, you're always going to be actually somewhere right there. (laughs) That's true. Even as as like a social observer, you can tell like the, like the artists who are popular, you can tell when that guy's surrounded by yes, man, you're like, ah, oh, this yeah. fucking guy, like everyone just tells him whatever he wants to hear. And, just, uh, you know, paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your, la- your last record. When's like the uh, expected tour date? I mean, when's the expected release date for that? I don't know. It's the fight. Like the last song is being is mixed. I just got it yesterday. I was asked for one change. Um, so it's ready to be mastered. Uh, you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't know because the, Pandemic changed everything, right? We, we weren't sure to put it out. We, we decided to hold off until we could play because we've never had like big radio play. We've had like regional radio play, but never like national hits. So so having a new new music for us was always a good, that's when we really sold copies of things, whether they're CDs now, we're printing vinyl that people are into now, like we would do that because People did want that interaction from us when they went, came to see us. They'd buy the new thing, we'd sign it, you know. So for us, that was always like a kind of like a economic, like commercial decision. Like we should put our things out when we're ready to go out and play because we don't have, we've never had a national hit song and are selling things that way. But we're going to be in front of people and people want, people will buy things like that. So it's always been this kind of decision to do that. So we decided, well, let's wait till we start playing again. So I think the bulk of it will probably come out early next year. Um, and But songs will be coming out, you know. And we have, like, all the same thing, all kinds of different songs in here. Um, this next song, and they're not all collaborations, but these two just happen to be, like, this next song. It's kind of like old-school freestyle jam. I don't know if you're familiar with that style. Oh, hell yeah. And... And we got JJ Fat and Lisa Lisa. No way! No way! <laughs> it started as a joke, kind of like it wasn't even, they weren't even involved. And it came out as this like kind of freestyle song. And people were like, oh, wow, it's like this style. Should we go there all the way? And I think Justin was like, give me this track and I'm going to take it there all the way. So he made like, like he totally put those electronic drums and like the beats and. And then we just called them up. We just called up. I don't know who called up JD Fadden. And they were like, yeah, we'll do it. No. And they sounded awesome. They sounded awesome on it. <laughs> and, then, and then Lisa, Lisa, who was in New York, we knew this promoter, this, uh, uh, the guy who actually promoted the show with Los Lobos this, this last week. And we've known him for a while. He's promoted, he, he's booked us for other shows and stuff. And we hit him up and he's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I know her, man. And he sent her the track. She was like, she's down. You want to do it? We're like, yeah. So, <laughs> and I was, at first I wasn't, I just think we were going to go all the way. But then it, we did. And I'm really glad because it came out really good. And it was, it's, it's funny and it's cool. And, you know, my older sisters will be proud of me. They'll <laughs> 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 be all like, oh. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna see when I put out a party one time and everyone's gonna act like it came out back then. They're like, oh, I fucking love this jam, oh, yeah. not even knowing it's new. <laughs> yeah, I sent a friend of mine who is who was born in like Phoenix, but was super into that music, and and like would come come to L.A. all the way from Phoenix to go to like Florentine Gardens, like yeah. <laughs> this like famous spot for it in Hollywood. I played it for her. She freaked out. She started doing all those moves and everything. <laughs> 
like it's Beat Street again. Oh shit! I was like, what are we gonna do? We're like, we gotta make a video with like a bunch of old dudes, <laughs> like, <laughs> like jabbing out, you know, that style. <laughs> you never know, man. Trends always come back. Trends always come yeah, back. You never know. <laughs> AJ Fan, we're here to roll, baby. Shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's cool. awesome. I mean, shit. To this day, I mean, still there's parties, and that when that comes on, <laughs> the shit just changes. You know, I'm excited okay. to hear that. My sister still rocks that stuff. Oh my god! When I was a kid, I that was. In... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I go. I get in her car. Like I'll move her car. She'll say, "Go park my car," or like move it, or I'll go to the store. Oh, your car's in the way. Just take mine. I'll jump in her car, and that stuff's still jamming. Like I'm like. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, Debbie Deb and people like us. The good yeah, stuff. good stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, we had, you know, the best place with all those CDs. They'd make these fucking ghetto ass mixtape versions at the yeah. swap. Those yeah. are the best. They're like yeah. two bucks, yeah. and it was like twenty tracks, and you're like, oh shit! And you went in your car, and it was like it was mixed. It was a DJ that would lead into the track. It was always good stuff. And I think it was funny for me. I liked all kind of music, like even when I was a kid. So I was like a little rocker kid. But I'd go to these part, those parties, like yeah. and I'd those friends too, and I'd show up to with those friends. But I was like this little rocker kid, but I was all into that too, like whatever. Like, yeah, hell yeah, like music. <laughs> Same here. I remember you mentioned you're a big uh, folk guy too when you were a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like all kinds of stuff, man. I learned a lot from. I just like songs, you know, and I think that that every genre, like whatever, it has its presentation, it has its artistry, it has its thing, its uniqueness, and that's. Uh, you know, that's what I love about music. You know, you can go all over the world and like learn things or, you know, and I just get into like, uh, you know, I learn a lot of new music like that from younger people. I just hit them up like, well, what is that you're listening to? And then yeah. they tell me, I'll check it out. I'll be like, oh, you know, that's cool. Have, you know, start to form opinions about it and listen to it. And, and I like sonic, the sonic differences that everything has. You know, there's songs that are recorded very cleanly. There's songs that are recorded like in the bedroom and then they're all tweaked out in a, in the mix, you know, you can kind of tell. And I think that that's, that's what's cool about modern music is like you can use your computer and come up with some whole other thing. And I see kids do crazy stuff like on Ableton and, and just making, you know, uh, beats out of like, uh, you know, just clapping like right there or, you know, pounding on things and they, and and then tweaking it in in the computer. I find that super fascinating and like cool, and, and I think it's a any way to get it done. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I wonder when the pendulum swings back. I think it's starting to now though, because, uh, like in terms of making music in a technological way, uh, they've. I mean, there's always advancements you can make, but they've pretty much hit the peak. I mean, they've done it all. I mean, there's EDM music. There's all kinds of things, but. Uh, because of that, there's been a lack of people playing real instruments. And now you're seeing that come back. You're seeing bands now that are 18 year olds night and it's, and they look like traditional bands, four members, guitar, like nothing crazy, guitar, bass, singer, drums. And I think that's starting to make a comeback now, actually, which is, which is cool. I like both, but I'm, I'm definitely more of a fan of like live music where everyone's playing an instrument. Cause it just seems so much harder. Like it really does. Like, you know, I always use the East street band as an example. Cause I'm like, there's 30 yeah. people on stage. And they're all and they're all in tune. Yeah, there's like a piano, an organist. There's there's four guitars. There's backup singers. There's a saxophone. There's trumpets, and they don't miss a beat. Like no. that's I think that's more to the human experience. I think that's more satisfying. Oh yeah, they they definitely are a good band. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking a Jesus. Christ. Yeah, they're all right. You know, kind of underrated. <laughs> now I think about it. Fucking guys. 
Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm super excited for your guys' new shit. I can't wait to you guys go on tour again, man. Are you guys going anywhere Orange County anytime soon? Off the top of my head, you know, I don't know. I, I, oh, you actually were playing at Chapman College for some event on like September 26th. Get out of here, dude. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. I live a block from Chapman College. That place is a nice school. I played there before, like years ago. And um, I have a friend who was in Orange too. And um, But yeah, I think we're playing there September 26th. So you check it out. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. That's, that's a Sunday, right? I don't know. I think I think it's a Saturday, actually. Is it? You can oh, figure dude. it out like that in your head. No, I ain't smart, dude. You're asking <laughs> the wrong guy, you know? <laughs> but I'll definitely, I'll definitely make that, man. That sounds like a good ass time, dude. Chapman's, and do they let anybody in? Is like a student thing, or do I have to like? I think it's, I think it's a public thing. I think it's for some like, uh, it's the Musco Center, I think it's called, and it's like a, a it's just they put on shows, so yeah. I'm I'm walking in slapping everybody anyways. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean, hey, I know Raul Pacheco. What's the little questions? Jesus Christ, man. All you gotta say, you know, <laughs> and then we're good to go, man. Hell yeah. Well, uh, where you, so you guys are on tour over there right now? Uh, we're, we're no, we're just like like uh, right now we're playing like a lot of like spot dates, like weekends. So we're here today, tomorrow, uh, Saturday. We're up in Oxnard at an outdoor uh, festival, and then uh, and we don't have a gig for a couple weeks. Then we're like. Oh no! And next week I go to Milwaukee, actually Summerfest, which yeah. is cool. And then um, I'm gonna visit some friends in Chicago, and then uh, then I have some time off. I, uh, I have to prep for this uh, solo gig in New Mexico, and then after that, uh, I think it's Chapman. After that, so wow. we don't have a lot of gigs next month, but we we do have a few. Well, I'll be at the Chapman gig, man, and that's it. But uh... yeah. And um, last thing, how have uh, have you been in touch with my uncle Larry or what? How's how's uh? How's I haven't talked to him. You know, I talked to him through my niece, and uh, he has a spot. What's the spot he has in in Mexico? That like a little. Yeah, uh, he has a. I've never been there. He invites me all the time. Just, he'll just. I'll get like a random photo of like just his feet up and like the end of a fishing pole. You know, like <laughs> hey, what are you doing? I'm chilling out here. <laughs> why don't you come down? <laughs> Fucking working, dog. That's why. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, he, you know, every time I we we send each other messages like that, like which is fun and funny. And I know that my niece uh, and my sister, she took my sister, and they went out there, he invited them, and they took the drive. And um, you know, his his uh, his brother um, has a, has a baby with my niece. That's so right. That's how. That's how we're still connected and um and and they definitely spend time every once in a while so the last the last time i heard they were out and i forget the name of that town but it's like in it's on it's in like the sea of cortez it's like in baja oh just yeah south of like arizona because he lives he lives in scottsdale or phoenix or something yeah like. yeah he lives in phoenix yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy well i'll be hanging out with them on saturday so maybe we'll drunk call you and leave you a fucked up voice yeah hey Anyways, right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming yeah, on the man. show again, man. I had a blast, man. Good luck in the yeah. tour, and I'll, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you at Chapman for yeah, sure. September sure. twenty sixth. You got any uh, Instagram or or uh, websites for anyone? Ozo Mali on all platforms. Raul El Bully Pacheco on Instagram. Check it all out. Hell yeah! All right, Raul. Thanks right. again. Take it easy. Take all right, see ya. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with the great guitarist. Raul Pacheco. Thanks for coming on the show again, Raul. It's always a damn pleasure, man. Uh, you're like our our go-to 
in the music business around here and it's it's a uh, it's so damn cool man thanks again dude yep appreciate you coming on great episode as always great insight and uh appreciate your time hell yeah uh, for all of you guys out there, you guys know our Instagram. It's at alternate take dr. Go on there, check out all the cool episodes we do and all the stupid shit we do. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in, and uh, see you later. Peace.